0: Natural gas is a vital part of America's sustainable energy future, and it's important the industry continues innovating and doing what's right for customers and communities. From an environmental perspective, it's not only about reducing emissions, it's looking at alternative fuel sources like renewable natural gas and hydrogen. So what could the future look like and what progress is being made? We'll talk about it on today's Beyond the Boots podcast. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of Beyond the Boots. I'm Jason Merrill. Today, we are talking about sustainability and work being done at Spire to meet our commitment to be a carbon neutral company by mid-century. But first, it's our values moment, our opportunity to talk about our values of safety, inclusion, integrity, and drive. Our guest today is going to touch on our values through our Day for Good initiative, that gives all of us at Spire a paid eight hour day to volunteer at a nonprofit organization we're passionate about. And today we're going to be talking about Spire's recent sustainability report. And while our focus on the podcast today is really on the environmental piece, sustainability is not just about the environment. Another part of sustainability revolves around people and our commitment to our employees, our customers, and the communities we serve. These are some great numbers. In 2022, Spire had almost 1,500 employees support 132 community organizations across Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, Texas, and Wyoming. And that was all part of Day for Good. And in total, employees volunteered more than 13,000 hours. 13,000. So one of those community organizations we are proud to support is the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Kansas City. And to tell us about our activities there is Gary Coates. Gary is service supervisor in Western Missouri. Gary, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. Well,
0: Gary, um, how long have you been at Spire?
1: I've worked for Spire for 10 and a half years. Well,
0: you've been here more than 10 years. And for the past five, you and others in the Kansas City area have volunteered at the Ronald McDonald House. What kind of work do you do there?
1: Well, there's various tasks that they have us perform. It can range from window washing to power washing. There's some gardening involved and there's even some meal prep that's delivered to the hospital to try and feed some of the patients and their families. Yeah, and I've I've seen
0: photos, a lot of mulch. Big mulch piles that you guys are spreading throughout there to make it look great.
1: The biggest mulch pile I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah? Yeah.
0: How do you define the largest mulch pile you've ever seen in your life?
1: Imagine maybe what you could use to fill a dump truck (laughs) and then just dump it on the ground. And that's probably what we ran into the last time we were there. And after you were done, it was beautiful.
0: I saw the before and after. Um, So when you think of our value of integrity and, and you taking time to, to help the community in this way. How does doing a day for good like that fit into our values at Spire?
1: Well, when I think about integrity, I feel like for Spire to give back to the communities we serve is important because there are people in our community and there are customers in our community that struggle from time to time and for us to, if and when given those opportunities to alleviate some of those burdens, I think that's what Live Inspire is all about.
0: Gary, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for the values moment and for joining us on the podcast
1: today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. On June 8th, we here
0: at Spire released our annual sustainability report detailing our progress on four key priorities, the environment, safety, people, and governance. And when it comes to the environment, that's a huge focus for us. And the report highlights activities that are moving Spire toward becoming carbon neutral by mid-century. We're excited today to have on the podcast Spire's point person in leading our environmental commitment. His name is Nick Popielski. He is Spire's Vice President of Sustainability. Nick, thank you for joining us today.
2: Hey, it's nice to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller, as the saying goes.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Nick, before we dive in, tell us about yourself. How long have you been inspired? I've been
2: here eight years, um, mostly working on business and economic development. Uh, but I've been around utilities for most of my career, 25-plus years, touching most of it, touching a lot of the areas uh, in it. So I've I've kind of been around a lot of departments, uh, so I think you'd say I'm sort of uh, one of those grizzled old veterans these days.
0: <laughs> well, um, I won't call you a grizzled veteran. That would be polite. But what I will say, you are our vice president of sustainability, and that's a new role for you. Uh, what, what are you doing in this role?
2: Well, I think the first thing we have to do is define what we mean by sustainability. Uh, because I think there's a lot of confusion in the press Uh, in just media generally about what we mean. It's really uh, an aggregate of how you conduct your business, and it's measured by some specific metrics which are conflated with sustainability. That would be ESG. I think you led off with that. ESG, environmental, social, and governance, right? Those are metrics that define your progress towards sustainability. And um, it tends to be a contentious issue, as we've seen. Uh, but ESG really is the, are the components of how we would measure how we're progressing on conducting our business. What am I doing on it? Right. So we've got some real uh, big big buckets that we have to dig into. That some of which we've been we've been doing for for a while now. Uh, I'd start off by just saying. One of the things I have to do is uh, define a strategy for improving sustainability and those ESG metrics across the whole organization. We need to make sure we're actually doing it and make sure that we report on it properly because that does matter to a lot of people. you know. And then we've got things that we've been doing over time uh, throughout all of our companies, like leading emissions reductions, leading exploration of alternative fuels, and to collaborate with a lot of other areas in the com- company uh, to enable policy that ensures our relevance, the relevance of natural gas in a future that really embraces those things. So there's a lot packed
0: into it. Yeah. Now, some of the stuff you've just mentioned as you were going through your role, we're going to touch on as we go through this uh, discussion. So uh, one of the things I do want to say, though, even though your role here is new, this is something you've been focused on for a while. You and your team have really been focused on um, on this carbon neutral goal. And I just want to walk through some history. So Spire committed to be carbon neutral by mid-century in 2020. So what does carbon neutral mean?
2: That's a great question. Uh, so specifically, carbon being carbon neutral means that you're going to reduce the emissions from your operations, from assets that you own or control, or from any energy that you're purchasing to run it run the business in the parlance of sustainability that's scope one and scope two emissions and that's how we've defined it because those are the components that we can control so we committed to it in 2020 to be carbon neutral completely carbon neutral by mid-century right so uh and that's often conflated with the term net zero and it's di- net, being net zero is different from being carbon neutral, because being net zero includes one other big bucket of emissions, and it's a pretty important bucket for us, because that includes anything, any emissions from when your customers use your product or when, and when your suppliers provide you input to your product. So for us, that's producers and transmission pipelines, fair amount of emissions there, but then the big dog in terms of emissions is customers burning natural gas. Uh, That uh, I think, according to the industry, accounts for about 80% of all of the emissions related to the natural gas industry comes from that. So net zero would include that as well as the buckets that uh, I just addressed. So that matters an awful lot because ultimately, uh, as long as there's gas going through the pipes and customers using our product, happily, I might add, that we will never be net zero. So we can be carbon neutral and we can provide customers opportunities to reduce their emissions over time. But net zero is probably not in the picture for us.
0: Now, um, thank you for this. So one of the things you talked about, there was scope one and scope two emissions. And you and your team had to create this path for Spire to become carbon neutral. The you know Defining what the scope one and two emissions are is a big part of that. I mean, what is the best way to simplify this or what is the plan to get there?
2: Uh, Okay, well, let's start with the basics in terms of where we are right now. So let me get a little dorky on you and quote some numbers. So in 22, and you'll see this in the sustainability report that we just put out, uh, we had uh, 360,000 metric tons of CO2 or CO2 equivalents uh, from our operations. If we broke that into different buckets, uh, because that's the way we're going to have to address it in the future. If we break it into buckets, the biggest bucket obviously is uh, the emissions from our LDCs, our distribution companies. That accounts for about 78% of the total. That's really the big dog that we got to worry about and work on. After that, then the buckets get a whole lot smaller. Transportation and storage, on aggregate, adds up to about 10%, but not all the 10% is equal because our storage actually uses natural gas as part of their processes. And that accounts for 7%. The rest is pretty small. Fleet actually is next after that at 8% and facilities, I think at three. So when you talk about a long-term plan for how we're gonna accomplish that, you really gotta look at those buckets. Um, And uh, just to repeat them, it's our utilities, transportation and storage, fleet, facilities. Okay. So what's the plan for that? I think the big dog, like I said, was our utilities, LDC emissions, fugitive emissions from just having pipe in the ground. That represents, like I said, 78% of our emissions. And our primary plan for reducing that is pipeline replacement. Uh, the more uh, the more pipeline that we pre- that we replace the old leaky stuff, when we replace it with much newer plastic, that is really going to be the driver for us in the future on how we get our overall emissions down. I'll give you some statistics about that. We've been measuring this since 2005. Why 2005? You might say, well, 2005 is just an arbitrary date that's really pegged to the Paris Climate Accord agreements. So it's a good place to start. We know that the pipeline that we replaced in our utilities uh, has allowed us to reduce our emissions by 52% since 2005. So we're already on a great trajectory for that. Uh, And it looks like we're gonna continue on that path. By 2025, it's only two years away, we expect to be 60% less. In 2030, that number gets bigger to 69% less than 2005. 2035 is 73%, but after that, gains really do start to diminish. So by about 2040, the plan for pipeline replacement sort of runs out. We're going to have to move to other bigger measures to look at our emissions. But that is really the biggest component that we've been working on and we will continue to work on for obvious reasons. I think when we start talking about the other buckets, I don't think we have fixed plans in place because we're still learning and uh, it, about most of them. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Transportation and storage, I said, is second, right? On aggregate, about 10%. Well, we've just expanded there, right? Which is a great thing. So we have to step back and assess those first before we can really develop a mature plan on what to do with them next, okay? So I can't give you an answer on that one. Fleet is next. I said that was at 8%. Now, we don't have any reduction goals yet, but we put in place last year mechanisms to start developing one. And the big, the big component there are fuel cards. With Fleet, the biggest source of emissions that we have are the fuel that we use in all of our trucks, right? We've got tons of trucks everywhere, and they, uh, they burn up a fair amount of fuel. As we can all guess, that's going to generate emissions. So when Tom Kaiser put in place a fuel card, that allows us to measure how much fuel we're using pretty accurately. We can calculate the emissions from that, and pretty soon, uh, after a few months of data, we're gonna be able to have a plan to say here. This is, this is what we think we can achieve there uh, on the fleet side. And then facilities is next. Uh, again, no hard and fast goals, but the planning is in place to develop it. We've already got some uh, policies in place to, to put in better HVAC systems, tighter envelopes on new buildings, and I know the facilities team's working really hard on that. So I think there's a lot of components go into it, but to, uh, just to refresh pipeline replacement is really the big driver force us in the future.
0: One of the things you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> you use the term alternative fuels. And I know you said that's part of your role moving forward. And that's something I uh, really wanted to talk with you about with renewable natural gas. And so it's biofuels that are coming from like a landfill uh, agriculture like a like from a swine farm or wastewater and this is this is gas currently just going straight into the sky and then instead of that this is us harnessing it and fueling homes and businesses is that so so talk about that what uh, what is rng's future uh, as far as the industry and spire
2: well i think that it uh, a lot of utilities have started to dig into it but i just want to make sure the one additional thing on top of what you said it was a great description by the way when that biogas from those uh, from those sources is captured you have to clean it up you have to r- remove a lot of impurities fr- from it you have to remove water from it and then you have to pressurize it and at that point once you've done that it becomes rng renewable natural gas when When you do that, it is pipeline quality gas that's simply derived from a different source uh, rather than wellhead gas. So when producers literally capture it, clean it up and pressurize it, it is distribution quality pipeline. Um, So it's a great story, yes, um, because instead of extracting natural gas from the ground, you are literally capturing fugitive methane that otherwise would just be vented into the atmosphere and reusing it in our pipes Um, and our our customers like it. So it eliminates emissions. It provides a a product we can use and our customers really want. People have been asking for it. We know a lot of other utilities have invested in this in one shape or another. And uh, we are in the process of doing that as well. We have 11 projects right now that we're looking at. there in some form of implementation, evaluation, and we're making really good progress on it. Uh, and um, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity here, especially in the state of Missouri. And the reason for that is we have some very favorable legislation here that allows us to include capital that we spend on producing or acquiring RNG into our rate base. Uh, so um, that's going to allow us to do more in that capacity and I know that our regulatory team here is working very hard on uh, bringing that to uh, to completion with the commission so I think there's a lot of opportunity for us and uh, the the industry's jumping on this uh, as well so we need to be right
0: there with them with the carbon neutrality commitment uh, you know, other companies have their net zero pledges, even though they're not interchangeable terms, as we've learned earlier in the podcast. You're so many companies making these pledges. Why is this so important?
2: Well, you know, the, the first obvious one is that customers want it. Right. The world's really changed from the utilities in the past. Customers don't just want you to provide a great product. It's important to be reliable and affordable. But they want to know how you're going about producing your product and delivering your service. It really matters to them. Just take a poll of your neighbors and ask them. Um, This now applies to energy as well as other companies. Customers want to know that we are providing them with energy in a way that does not harm the environment or their communities at a minimum, right? They'd rather we do things that help the environment and support their communities, of course so my take first is if customers want it and they want to pay for it then we really should find a way to provide it so that's probably the first and most important component investors want it too esg is really an acronym that comes from wall street and it's it's really used as a way to mitigate risk if you are generating earnings in a way that doesn't hurt the environment or the people around you well that's good uh, and if you're doing it in a way that is actually helpful, even better, you're a better stock to invest in. So investors want to use it as this sort of uh, concept of, of how are you actually conducting your business. And they use the ESG metrics as a bellwether for that. But I think maybe the most important, I would say, is really the third issue is uh, we're doing this because it's the right thing to do. The first two sometimes sound legalistic. Customers want it. Investors want it. But I don't know about you. I want to work at a place that does all of these things right in the first place so so that I can be an advocate not just for natural gas, but I can be an advocate for how Spire delivers it. We all know that. We all want that. And this is really just a formal way to acknowledge that Spire really does mean it. So I think That's why those things are very important to some really important stakeholders.
0: Well, as we wrap up, I'm going to give you the opportunity to be an advocate for natural gas. So through, you know, we're touching on renewable natural gas and hydrogen, but we really want to, you know, point out natural gas is not going away anytime soon in delivering energy to homes and businesses. Um, Talk a bit about that from your, you know, being, be an advocate for natural gas.
2: Oh, that's easy for me. I know know it Uh, is. uh, So no, natural gas isn't going anywhere. We are a critical component of the country's infrastructure. Uh, And in fact, we're an environmental success story. Uh, I think AGA has put numbers out that says the industry's reduced our emissions on aggregate from our pipelines by 69% since 1990. That's a win. And we still do it at a very low price point with incredible reliability. So natural gas has been a key component of how uh, of successes in the United States and is a key component on how the United States has made progress on its emissions, but still served more customers with energy than ever before. In fact, natural gas is such a success, success that our best customers are actually the electric companies. Right now in the in the US, about 37, 38% of electricity is actually generated by burning natural gas. We have been part of that success. So discussions about what we've been talking about, emissions, renewables, RNG, hydrogen, they're just components about how we continue that success in the future as customers ask us to, to do more, to be more, and to demonstrate responsibility uh, around ESG, and we are going to be here charging hard at those goals to make sure Spire does too. Well, Nick,
0: appreciate you being on the podcast today. Nick Popielski is our Vice President of Sustainability. Thank you for your time today. Great. Thanks, Jason. Talk to you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And we hope you learned a bit more about Spire's commitment to the environment and our communities. Until next time, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on the Beyond the Boots podcast.